High Praise Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joshua, lead pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage and bless you. So I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today. How many excited about the word today? Amen. Amen. I want you to go ahead and turn to Joshua chapter 3. While you're turning there, Dad's already said it, but uh, last week he began to share about 2023. And we really do believe 2023 is a year to run. Somebody say a year to run. Come on, say it like you mean it. A year to run. It's a year to run. How many are you ready to run this year? How many are you ready to grab hold of destiny and purpose in 2023? Come on, how many are you ready to run faster than you've ever run in 2023? Uh, I The main thing I want to focus in on this morning and talk to everyone about is this. To run with pace and the intensity that is needed to win this race that we are on, this marathon that we are on. Because I'm telling you, uh, life and destiny is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Y'all know the difference in a sprint and a marathon? Sprint is a short distance that you run quickly to get done. A marathon is long distance and you have to pace yourself And you have to be conditioned properly to run that sort of race. And listen, in order to run what we are called to run in this year, we have to properly prepare ourselves. Somebody say preparation. Come on, somebody say preparation. This is the reality. In the natural, I could not go run a marathon today and be successful. I'm not in terrible shape, but I'm not in that good of shape. To go run a marathon. We had a guy in our church in Orlando. He went and he just woke up one day a couple years ago and he decided, I want to run a marathon. He literally just woke up and he told his wife, he goes, I think I want to run a run a run, I want to go run a marathon. I have never in my life had that sort of inspiration where I've woken up and said, I think I want to go run a marathon. And I'm praying to God that I don't get that kind of inspiration. Can somebody say amen? But he woke up one day and he decided he had this goal to run a marathon. And he spent months, it may have even been as much as a year, training and preparing himself to go run that marathon. And he started running distances and he started getting up and he started walking and he started doing what he had to do. And eventually he ran that marathon and he was successful. But the day he woke up and decided he wanted to run a marathon, he didn't go run it that day. And there's a lot of people that burn out in destiny and in purpose because they wake up with a desire in their heart, but they don't go through the preparation to run the race, and they end up burning out and fizzling out because you can't just go do what God has called you to do successfully tomorrow without properly preparing yourself. And we, are, we have been in a season, and I believe we are in a completion of a season of preparation for what God wants to do in this day and in this hour. This is the reality. High-level athletes will spend their lives preparing for the contest they're in. There are people that, I, I, I don't know when the next Olympics are, but there are people that will spend four years of preparation for one event. Even in sprinting, a lot of times, there are people who will spend four years preparing for one race that can literally be a matter of seconds long. And we have to prepare ourselves for what God is calling us to do in this hour. Benjamin Franklin has a famous quote. He says this, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. 
and say it again. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Preparation is a crucial part of the Christian life. Think about this. Jesus spent 30 years preparing for three years of ministry. I'm going to say it again. Jesus spent 30 years preparing for three years of ministry. If Jesus needed preparation, you need preparation. If Jesus needed preparation, I need preparation. Preparation is probably the most overlooked thing in the Christian life because we think because we're anointed, we don't have to prepare. You can be anointed, but if you don't properly prepare, you won't finish the race. We have to prepare ourselves. Joshua chapter 3, verse 1, it says this. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know uh, the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. Get that? Because you have not passed this way before. Verse 5. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Now, to give you a little background on where we are and what's going on in this passage of Scripture, there is this entire generation that has been raised in the wilderness. Somebody say the wilderness. They have been raised in the wilderness. Their parents came out of Egypt they were those who were in uh, Egyptian bondage. They've been led out of Egypt. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years. All of these people, with the exception of Joshua and Caleb, are born in the wilderness. They are born wandering. They are born seeing the same thing over and over again. They are born with the original Uber Eats service showing up every day to feed them. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Manna in the morning, manna in the evening. Manna at supper time, when manna is on the table, right? Delivered to their door every day. I, I, I think sometimes we don't actually think about this. The children of Israel were promised a land that flowed with milk and honey. And if you've ever thought about this, milk and honey means two things, cows and bees. This isn't Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Right, where they walk into the promised land and Joshua says, come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Right? With big like honey suckers that are growing from the ground and a river of milk. Milk and honey meant cows to milk. It meant beehives to rob. And by the way, in that land there was giants. And for years, this generation has grown up where just open your tent door and there's your food. They haven't had to milk cows. They haven't had to rob the beehives. But they know there's this promise that's been given to them. They don't even fully understand it. I, I'm of the opinion, Joshua and Caleb probably te are, are telling them and kind of filling in the gaps. 
But those who were born in the wilderness didn't even fully understand what a land that flowed with milk and honey meant. Boy, how often is that us where we get a word and we go, yes, but we really don't understand fully what it means until you get there. <laughs> so they've been raised in the wilderness. They've really honestly, in one sense, they've had it easy. In another sense, they've had it pretty rough because they've watched everyone that they love die. They've gone through this wandering process of seeing the same sights. You ever gotten lost? And if you get lost, it can be really frustrating. You're trying to find your way and you go, I've seen that before. And I'm seeing it again and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. But that's them. They live this frustrating existence. But eventually in the wilderness, there comes a time to cross over. Now listen, there's nothing inherently wrong with the wilderness. The wilderness wasn't evil. The wilderness wasn't bad. The wilderness was something they had to go through. But the wilderness wasn't destiny. The wilderness wasn't evil, but the wilderness wasn't destiny. And I really feel, I felt this in my heart. Some of you have felt like you've been in a wilderness season. And I believe that we have been undergoing preparation to come out of the wilderness and cross into promise. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of churches, there are a lot of companies that get stuck in something that while it might not be bad, it isn't the promise. The wilderness wasn't bad, but the wilderness wasn't the promise. God did miracles in the wilderness, but it wasn't the promise. And just because, let me say, here's the way I say this. Just because God is moving doesn't necessarily mean you've entered into the fullness of your promise. I was talking to dad a little bit about this before service. Whenever I was prepping and, and, and preparing for this today, and I was praying last night, and I really felt like the Lord speak to me that really for the last four years, the season that our church has been in has been a bit of a wilderness season between the hurricane and between COVID and between everything else. There has been a wilderness season that we have been in. Now, immediately everybody goes, oh, but God did things. Exactly. God moves in the wilderness, but the wilderness isn't the fullness of the promise. God does great things in the wilderness, but the wilderness isn't the fullness of the promise. And I really feel like what God is telling us today in this season, when it being it's time to run, is also it's time to cross over from wilderness into possession. It's time to cross over from wandering into progress forward. It's time to move from just what we've always done into something new that God is birthing in this day and in this hour that's going to be good. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for your family. It's going to be good for this community. Come on, somebody. Y'all don't shout me down because I'm preaching good this morning. God is crossing us over from wilderness into possession. But we have been in this, this process of, of preparing for possession. A process of preparing for possession. Once again, God did miracles in the wilderness, but it wasn't the place of promise. The promised land flows with milk and honey, which by the way, let me say this too, a land with milk and honey means that there's work to do. I think sometimes we get it confused. There was more work to do in the promise than there was in the wilderness. We think because we enter into the promise, work ends. Whenever you enter into the promise is when work is really just beginning, baby. Whenever you step into destiny, God will allow you in what we think of preparation as work. Preparation, a lot of times God, and there is, but a lot of times God is doing things in us and shifting things in us and preparing our hearts 
so that when we enter into promise, now it's time to work. Now it's time to run. The promise does not promote laziness. The promise promotes work. The promise promotes doing something. The children of Israel, when they entered into the promise, they had to kill some giants. The giants didn't just say, here, here's your promise. Glad y'all are here. We've been waiting for you to give you this land. We are so glad you're here. Here's the deed. We're going to sign it over. The promise meant they had to fight some battles that they had never fought before. Think about this. That entire generation never fought in a battle until they entered into the promise. The promised land meant that you had to milk some cows that you didn't milk before. The promised land meant you had to rob some beehives that you hadn't robbed before. The promise means work. And I believe as we are running in this season and coming into a new measure of promise, there is a new measure, there is a new fire that is being lit within us to do the work that is required to do what we are called to do in this hour. The promise doesn't mean lazy. The promise means you've got a fresh fire to do what God's called you to do. The promise means I don't wake up on Sunday morning and dread going to church and volunteering. The promise means I wake up and go, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And I'm so glad I get the opportunity to stand outside and hold a sign and tell somebody thank you. The promise means I'll go back and I'll work a nursery and I'll change some diapers because I know that there are some people being ministered to this morning. While I'm changing a diaper, it means that there's a mama that's getting the word. It means there's a dad that's receiving something. It means there's families that are being changed. The promise gives us the ability to go. You have to understand, reading this, the last place that they are before they cross over is a place called Acacia Grove. If you actually look up Acacia Grove, it was a place that was covered in black thorns. A place that was covered in, in black thorns. Uh, thorns, only if you realize this, cause pain. Thorns hurt. Can I say this? I believe that some of you have been in a place of pain. And as we are running this season, as we've been preparing, you're going from a place of pain to a place of healing. You're going to a place of hurting to a place of wholeness. We're leaving behind the pain and suffering of a previous season. And we are entering into what God has for us. And you're leaving all of your wounds and all of your scars behind you. Because here's the thing about God. He doesn't just heal. He makes you whole. You know what that means when he makes you whole? It means that he, he takes away even the indicator that there was a wound to begin with. He takes away the fact that there was even a wound to begin with. When Jesus heals the leper, he tells him that, he, he, he tells him that you have been made whole. The word there actually has the connotation that he was restored to his previous state. Let me let you know what that means. With leprosy, I'm not trying to be gross, leprosy is a flesh-eating disorder, which means this guy probably lost some fingers. It means he probably lost maybe an eye. And being made whole doesn't just mean God takes away the leprosy, but he leaves all the scars that leprosy left. It means he takes away the leprosy and some fingers come back. It means he takes away the leprosy and he puts him back the way that he was intended to be. Listen, God doesn't just want to heal you in this day. He wants to make you whole. He's going to heal even the scars of the wounds that have been there previously. He's going to heal all the deficiencies that have been left. And he's going to make you whole in this day and in this hour. Y'all with me? So for this generation, they're leaving the place of pain and crossing over into the place of promise. I decree over your life, 
you're leaving the place of pain and you're crossing over into the place of promise. <laughs> they begin to step into that promise and to do that, Joshua gives them instructions. He goes, we're going to cross the Jordan. We're going over. But first, but first, he says, you can't just do it. But first, sanctify yourselves. Sanctify yourselves. That word is the word kadosh, and it literally, one of the words used in Strong's to define it is to prepare. So Joshua tells them, he goes, we're crossing over, but first, prepare yourselves. Get ready, because we haven't gone this way before. We haven't gone this way before. We're going into something that we've never gone into before. Prepare yourself. Things are going to be different. Prepare yourself. The reality is, and by the way, human beings aren't new. Our, our, our thought processes are not new. Human beings intrinsically don't like change. Right? We like patterns. We are creatures of habit. And if our pattern gets thrown off, Especially for certain people. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Especially people who are big time preparers, planners. Y'all know any, any planners in the room today? And if your plan gets thrown off kilter, right? It's like, start getting a twitch. Get a little bit bitey with people. I'm preaching at myself this morning just so y'all know. Because I like to plan. My wife can tell you. I'm like, what are we doing 30 days from now? I need to know today. I'm a planner. That's the way I am. I like to plan. I like to prepare. And any deviation from the plan stresses me out. Because I like to have the plan and work the plan. We like our patterns. And Joshua says, you've had a pattern for your entire life. And I'm about to break that pattern. And we're about to go somewhere that you haven't gone before. So you have to prepare yourself so you don't freak out and get tossed overboard and miss out on purpose because things aren't going to be like they've always been. And can I tell you, I believe for this church body. Now listen, I want you, I want you to hear me. I want you to understand the heart and I say this. We're not changing. The heart and the DNA of who high praise is has always been the same for 26 years now. And Pastor Paul and Pastor Gil and Grandma and Grandpa, Mom and Dad, they can all tell you. They've all been here. I think the, I think the latest arrival there is Gil for the second service. Today's his 26-year anniversary of being part of high praise. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all give Pastor Gill a hand for real. Bruce and Rhonda back there, y'all are actually the latest arrival, like, you know, seven weeks in, I think. They can tell you, we've been the same people that we've been since day one. But the reality is methodologies change. That there's new strategies. 
that there's a new vision, that there's expansion of what God is doing. We don't take anything away. We just add to what God's already been doing. And things might be a little bit different than they've been. And I believe God is birthing something new. And God is doing something new. And there is something fresh he's doing in this day and in this hour. And I'm telling you, prepare yourself because things are going to be different than the way they've always been before. And it's going to be good. Listen, you may not be used to showing up on Wednesday night and there'll be 30 teenagers in the, in, in the uh, 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 parking lot playing basketball. Prepare yourself because it's going to be good. And don't get like, I don't know what those kids are out there doing, shooting that basket hoop thing. Just because it isn't the way it was done whenever you were a kid doesn't mean it's bad doesn't mean it's evil because they're going to go shoot basketball and then you know what they're going to do? They're going to come inside and they're going to hear the word and their lives are going to be changed. They might be playing video games and that's okay because after they put the controller down, they're going to hear a word that convicts them and changes their life. There may be some things that look different and sound different and feel different than what you're used to, but prepare yourself because we're going into the promise and we're going to take the land that God's called us to take. And a lot of times that requires a new strategy. They couldn't do the same thing they did in the wilderness to take Canaan. They had to do something new. Prepare yourself. Is there something new? Prepare yourself. I'm telling you. I feel like this month we're coming in a process in, to, to the completion of a process of preparation for us to go where God wants us to go in this year. I told, I told the, all the team, the vision team before service and we were praying, and I told them, I said, I believe this. This isn't just some sort of like little fun thing I'm saying because it's the beginning of the year and we're going to say it. But there has never been a more exciting time to be a part of high praise than right now. There has never been a more, and I've, I've been here in some measure or some way for 26 years. Paul's been here 26 years. Gil's been here 26 years. Grandma and Grandpa, 26 years. Bruce and Rhonda, 26 years. There has never been a more, and a lot of y'all have been, who's been here at least 10 years? That's half the congregation. So y'all know, God's done great and mighty and powerful things. But there has never been a more exciting time than today. There has never been a more exciting time than this season. And God has been doing things over the past year to bring us to this moment. God's been moving things. He's been transitioning things. He's been moving pieces that needed to be moved to do what he's called us to do in this season. The reality is I didn't live here a year ago. And I didn't think I would be living here in January of 2023. I've told people, if you would have told, I posted something a while back, if you would have told me in January of 2022 that I would be here in January of 2023, I would have told you, you didn't know what you were talking about. Not because I hated anybody, not because I hated this place or hated the people. I love everybody here. I've always loved the people here. But the reality is I just didn't, I, I couldn't see that at that time. But God was already moving things. God was already doing things. We didn't know. It's a, we sang it. Even when I don't see it, you're moving. Even when I don't feel it, you're moving. Sometimes we don't feel it, but he's already doing something. And God's been moving things. The reality is half our staff weren't here a year ago. As a matter of fact, I think if you, if you, if you rewound a year to date for the second Sunday of January, the only staff members that would have even are in service today that were here last year are mom and dad and Steve because Castle was in the hospital. 
Castle was in the hospital. Travis wasn't here. Garrett wasn't here. Miranda wasn't here. Obviously, I wasn't here. But God has providentially ordained steps. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. And let me say this too. Sometimes preparation isn't easy. Sometimes preparation isn't easy. But a righteous man's steps are ordered of the Lord. And God causes all things to work for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And even when it doesn't look like what you thought it was going to be, God will still work it for your good. Even whenever it is a little bit painful, God will still cause it to work for your good. Listen, just because God tells you to do something doesn't always mean it's fun and easy in preparation. A lot of times, as a matter of fact, most of the time it's not. Most of the time what God tells you to do to prepare is not fun. When God told us that, that we were supposed to come back and we were supposed to move, that was not fun. I had some of the most difficult phone conversations I had ever, FaceTime conversations, I had ever had in my life. Ever. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a crier, I'm not an emotional person, and I boohooed like a baby with every phone conversation I had. When we told our, our kids it was one of the hardest, especially for our older kids, the little girls were like, well, whatever, don't matter, <laughs> cool. Well, wherever you are, we'll be there. But our older kids had friends and relationships, and when we tell them this is what we're doing, it was not easy conversations. And there was lots of tears. But just because it hurts doesn't mean it's not God. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean that it's not God. And God was moving, and he was, he was ordering steps to bring us to this place and to this moment because preparation isn't always easy, but doing what God says is always what's best. It's always what's best. God has a plan, and he knows what he's doing. I want to tell you really quickly. Y'all give me a few minutes. Just some things I believe God is calling us to, to, to wrap up this preparation process. Some things that he's highlighting and telling us to do. The first one is this, and we see it in Joshua 3. He tells them, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, you shall set out from your place and go after it. The first thing I believe God is calling us to put at the forefront and telling us to do in this process of completion is this. Follow his presence always. Follow his presence and follow his word. Don't follow what you want and don't follow what makes you comfortable and don't follow what you're used to. Follow his presence. You will always remain where you are if you don't seek him. The ark was what contained literally the presence and the glory of God at that time. And Joshua tells them, where the ark goes, you follow. Where the presence goes, you follow. And wherever he goes, that's where we're going. Wherever his presence goes, that's where we're going. In high praise, we have always been presence people. And that will never change. And we keep that at the forefront of everything, that we follow his presence. You will always remain where you are if you don't seek him. Part of our preparation as we begin this year is we're making a decision that we're going to go after God and his glory like we never have before. Things might look a little bit different. They might sound a little bit different. But his presence is always number one. We're going to be presence-led more than ever in 2023. And the years to come. I want you to realize something. Think about this for a second. His presence led them through the wilderness. It took them to the wilderness. And it led them through the wilderness. And it sustained them in the wilderness. 
But there came a time where he said, his presence is leaving this season. And it's going into a new season. Follow it. His presence has been in this season. But it's moving into a new season. And we're going to follow it. And we're going to follow his presence. And we're going to do what he says. And we're going to be obedient to the word. And we're going to go after him like we never have before. The reality is this. Where the river flows, there is life. You ever watched a survival? Anybody ever watched like a survival show before? Anybody watched like a survival show? A couple of y'all. All right. A couple of y'all are nerdy like me. I like these survival shows and I just watch them and go, I don't like camping. Right? I love these survival shows. It's fascinating to me. So I'm a real dichotomy like that. My dad said for years, roughing it is a Motel 6. And I said, that's a little bit too low. <laughs> Not an outdoorsy type, but I love these survival shows. And one of the most interesting things you'll see in them is a couple things. One, you always have to have water. <laughs> water sources like the water and fire. You got to have those two things. Can I tell you today that we still, to survive in our, in our, in our spiritual walk, we got to have water and we got to have fire? We got to have the fire of the Holy Ghost and we got to have the water of His presence that flows. We have to have the river of life that flows and you better have the fire of the Holy Ghost or you ain't going to make it. Without fire and water, you will not survive. But the other interesting thing is if you can find flowing water, you follow that and you're going to find life. And it's the same. Whenever God begins to flow in the river, whenever he begins to flow his presence, when you follow that, there will be life. And we're going to follow the river. We're going to follow life. And his presence is going to lead you into promise in 2023. We are presence people. And that will never change. The next thing is this. I've already talked about this a little bit, but I want to highlight it. We have to embrace the new. I want you to hear this. It sounds redundant, but you need to grab a hold of it. You will never do what you haven't done before without doing something you haven't done before. Let me say it again. You will never do what you haven't done before without doing something you haven't done before. Joshua told them, we haven't passed this way before. Everyone wants God to do something new and bring them into the promise while they continue to do the same things that they've always done the same way they've always done them. It doesn't work that way. Let me give you an example. It's the beginning of January, beginning of a new year. New Year's resolutions go into effect. And one of the, one of the top things that you see for people is, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to get in shape. Well, to lose weight, you can't eat the way that you've always eaten before. Come on, somebody. I'm, this is just science. I mean, you can gain weight by not eating the way you've always eaten before, too. That's a different kind of change. You will not get in shape by still sitting on the couch like you've always sat on the couch before. And let me just say this. You know what oftentimes getting in shape involves and change involves? Pain. Uncomfortability. Changing of some habits. Have to set that alarm clock an hour earlier. Come on, somebody. Or find some time to carve out in your schedule that maybe you spent on your phone to instead go on a walk or hit the weights or whatever it is. 
And by the way, if you haven't exercised in a while and you do go exercise, there's going to be a little bit of pain, not just while you're doing it, but the next day and for days thereafter. We got a friend, he was part of our church in Orlando. He's a, he's a physical therapist, sports physical therapist. And he was telling me one day, he said, you have to understand the reason that you get sore after you work out is you're actually tearing your muscles. He goes, whenever you work out, you actually create micro tears in your muscles. Can't even be seen, but it's what happens. Micro tears happen. And then those are healed and they come back stronger than they were before. Can I say this? If you want to be stronger than you were before in the spirit, you're going to have to tear some things up that have been there previously. And it might be a little bit painful when God starts doing something new because it's uncomfortable. It's something we're not used to. On Monday, it's something I've done before, but on Monday I went and walked like four miles in my neighborhood through in my AirPods and went for a walk. And uh, after about two and a half miles, my body was saying, stop it. You go home now. There's a couch with Netflix that awaits you. I didn't tell my body, nobody, we're going to keep walking. Because sometimes when you're doing something new, the flesh wants to shout at you to stop. But you've got to tell the flesh, flesh, we're getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. We're going to go further and we're going to do more. You've got to stretch yourself in this year. Which means this, you're going to need to pray more. It means you might need to praise a little bit more. Maybe you're a little bit uncomfortable getting your feet off the ground and dancing. That's okay. You can stretch yourself a little bit. You may need to stretch before and then stretch yourself in your worship. Can I say this? You need to give more. Oh, y'all don't shout me down. You need to believe for more. You need to reach out more. Embrace the new because God is going to do something incredible this year, taking us places we haven't gone before. Get off the hamster wheel. A lot of people get on the hamster wheel. You know what the hamster wheel means? It means you have all of the, you have all of the, the identifying, uh, uh, um, the identifiers of progress with none, no actual progress. Hamsters run, but they don't go anywhere. There's a lot of believers that run but don't go anywhere. When we say we're going to run this year, we don't just mean we're going to get on the hamster wheel. We're going to progress and go somewhere into promise. Last thing. Y'all hang with me a few more minutes. Last thing is this. Get rid of your baggage. Get rid of your baggage. Part of being prepared means getting rid of baggage that will keep you where you're at. God can never do a new thing while you're still looking at the old. God can never do a new thing while you're still looking at the old. This is the reality. Looking back to the old will bring destruction in your life when God's trying to bring you into a new thing. Lot's wife looked back, destroyed her. Because whenever God's taking you somewhere new, into a new place, you don't look back to the old. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because they looked back. And it's really interesting because when we look back at, what, at, at previous things, we always look, through it, look at it with rose-colored glasses. Right? Lot's wife looked back at Sodom 
And she looked back. Not, it wasn't like she just glanced back on her shoulder on accident. She looked back in a longing way. And it's like, did you forget that your daughters were just offered up to be sexually assaulted in Sodom? The children of Israel looked back at Egypt and they said, oh, the leeks and the onions. But what about the chains and the whips? And we forget about all the negative things and we only look at the positive things. Now listen, I want, I want you to misunderstand me. There is also power in remembering what God has done previously. Right? Those are memorial stones in our lives. We remember what God did. But we don't look back wanting to go back to what was previous. We push forward knowing he has something new for us in the days ahead. That God has greater things. That he's done great things and he's going to do even greater things. Get rid of your baggage. Deal with your hurt. Deal with your unforgiveness. To go where God wants to take you, you've got to forgive. Oh boy, that's a whole message. You've got to be willing to forgive. Deal with your mindsets that are improper. Can I say this? I really do believe this fully. I believe one of the mindsets God wants us to deal with, and I know this isn't a major issue here or anything, but I believe if it is an issue in your life, something God wants to deal with is generational wars. Y'all, well, praise God. Thank you for that. Where we pit one generation against another. The reality is this. God needs every generation to do what he's calling us to do. We need the old and we need the young. Thank you for that overwhelming response this morning. God wants to deal with our mindsets of stinking thinking. And be prepared for God to do something fresh and new. Listen, I believe as we are wrapping up this season of preparation... I believe this, that we're crossing over from 2022 into 2023, and we're going from defeat to victory. That we're going from suffering to triumph. Come on, somebody. That we're going to go from disappointment to fulfillment, from poverty to abundance, from brokenness to wholeness, from sickness to health, and we're crossing over in this year, and we're going to run like we've never run before. We're going to run. You're going to, you're going to cross over from hurt into wholeness. How many are ready to run this year? Come on, how many are ready to go after the things of God? How many are ready to do something incredible? You stand up to your feet. I'm telling you, he's going to do something powerful and mighty this year. Will you lift your hands? We're preparing. We're preparing for what he's going to do. Just lift your hands. I want you to pray with me this morning. Say, Father God, I thank you today for your power, for your might. I thank you, Lord, for a new season that you have for me, that you have for my family that you have for this church. Father God, in this day, we are preparing our hearts and we're preparing our lives for everything that you have for us. Because in 2023, we're gonna run. We're gonna run. And we're gonna run further and we're gonna run faster and we're gonna possess more than we ever have before. Father, in this day and in this season, we embrace the new. We embrace the fresh. We leave behind a season, a season of the wilderness, and we begin to enter into a season of your promise, of your breakthrough, and of your favor. We thank you for it today. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor today.
Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.